Step one, be inspired. I'm going to do this. Make the commitment. Grab your first beta client and test out your systems and then get your next one and then get your next one and incrementally bump up your prices to, you know, where you feel confident about what you're charging. And then once, you know, you've maxed out on your one-to-one clients, then you consider starting a group program and then you can grow into a membership. And if you want to scale, that's a path to scaling. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And the Creators Playbook podcast is here to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the advice and playbook you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, then allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the creator playbooks podcast where we talk to real entrepreneurs uh, to give you actionable playbooks that you can use on kajabi i'm your host jared loman vice president of customer experience and today i'm joined by my friend meadow faith who is the ceo founder and ceo of magical boss babe how's it going today meadow fabulous how are you I am wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, enduring this Orange County traffic uh, to drive out and see us today. Let's just get started with uh, an elevator pitch format. Tell us all who you are and what you do. Okay, great. Um, I'm Meadow Faith, and I am an online business coach. So I help entrepreneurs to build their online businesses. Awesome. Awesome. And so uh, let's Take it down even a level further. Uh, any particular, when it comes to business coaching, there's lots of different practices or I guess focuses. Is there a particular area for you that you focus in on? Yeah. So I help my clients to build their social media brand so that they can attract the right people. Awesome. Yeah. And create their communities. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I cannot wait to learn more about this. I am simultaneously. I, ironically enough, I never built a social following. I never, I I didn't adopt any of the, like any of the social networks as they came out, even though I was around for it. So I realized when starting to launch one of my own online businesses that uh, I looked at my following, I think I had 60 something followers on Instagram and never had a single post. Um, and they were all family and friends. So I'm really interested in learning more about, uh, your approach to building an online following. Uh, but to jump into that, I'd like to just get a grasp on when and how you decided to become a digital entrepreneur, a digital creator, whatever. I don't know. How do you identify, first of all? Um, I would call myself an online business coach, basically an online entrepreneur. Awesome. Mm. So uh, when was that moment that you decided that it was time to, uh, I guess, make a change? And what did you make that change from? Yeah. So it was actually a process, um, that wasn't totally voluntary. Uh, it started when I had to close my brick and mortar studio, uh, in during COVID. I didn't know if I'd be able to see clients there in person anymore. So we closed the doors and I started to, uh, I, I quickly switched to doing 
online sessions and running my groups online. And I, I knew nothing about what I was doing. I had to learn Zoom really quickly. It was like a crash course in uh, just exactly how am I going to do this? So it was an evolution. It wasn't something that, that I thought, oh, I just, I want to do this, you know, but it really happened just as a result of like just the circumstances and fate, I guess. Thankfully, it was the type of business to where, like, unlike giving a haircut or something, like, right. you actually had the opportunity to do so mm-hmm. online. So I am curious just to how, how that journey progressed. I mean, naturally, I think we were all locked in our homes for much longer than we maybe expected initially. But when, when for you did this become, like, I guess a full time, like you, you, decided you were maybe shutting the doors offline forever? Did that happen all overnight or did that happen over time? Yeah. Um, well, it, I definitely knew that I couldn't see people in person for that year. Hmm. And, uh, and then I think it just kind of snowballed because I, I start, I had like my first group, my first group program. And, um, I got to have people in the group program that were in different locations that I'd never met. And that was intriguing to me to have people come together from all over the world, you know, that wouldn't even have had access to when I was in person. So that that was neat to me. And it just kind of grew and grew. And um, but I did realize I hit a point in my journey where I realized, like, I need to learn a lot more about how to do this, because the, the only thing I really knew about was Zoom just you know, start teaching classes on Zoom. Okay, so I started doing that and then that evolved into the next step. It was basically like, I literally felt like I was following breadcrumbs for for years, you know, like I have no idea what's going to happen next. And I just, the next thing would appear and then I would figure out how to do that and then it would take me to the next step. Take us through those breadcrumbs a little bit more and like... Gosh, the breadcrumbs. Maybe, <laughs> like what was the first challenge that you encountered mm. um, when translating your offline business to an online business? That's such a good question because it was totally challenging. You're absolutely right. Like um, at the beginning, I didn't know how I would communicate to people digitally. You know, when you're in person, it's a completely different experience. There's there's touch, there's senses, there's things like, um, you know, uh, your olfactory sense could be stimulated, you know, by, by you could create more ambiance. I had to learn how to do that online, which was very difficult at first. I remember, how do you translate an in-person experience to, to digital? And so that was, that's definitely an art form. It took me a while to figure that out. And it's always evolving. Yeah. So as you're as you're navigating uh, from offline to online, I, I'm always interested. Did you you started with Zoom? Where out in that journey did um, where did you discover that like there was, uh, I guess, a bottleneck because you have your offline clientele that I imagine you translated over to mm-hmm. you know your online sessions. Where did you discover that there was an opportunity for you to potentially grow beyond that of your potential, your previous local clientele? Um, Yeah. So, well, I immediately started using social media. I knew to do that. So I, I opened a Facebook group and I started creating video content and, um, and more and more and more people started learning about me. And so I forgot the question, but I think that that's kind of how it evolved. Like just more people started coming. And then I realized like, whoa, wait a second, I can have a big, way bigger impact than I can in person. And that got me interested. You know, I started working with clients all over the world as opposed to just people that were local. 
And um, while it was hard to to make the transition, I actually got really into it and I started to really love it and it became really fun. I think that actually segues well into the next question. So uh, for our listeners, uh, what playbook will we be discussing today and why do you think they should listen to you uh, as a result of you sharing this playbook? Uh, why should they listen to me? I don't know. I guess because I had some success in doing this. You know, I made the the transition successfully. And it's uh, the thing about online business that I love is it it sounds cliche, but it really is a journey of limitless expansion. Like you can just keep growing and growing. You can make a way, way bigger impact than you ever thought you could. And there's there. It's like the sky's the limit. There's there's no limitation to uh, the way that you can turn your ideas into a reality. Like you could just, you could be a visionary. A lot of my clients are, I'm a visionary and you can actually turn your ideas into tangible results, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, the playbook that you had in mind to discuss with our listeners today. Yeah. So I think I just really focused on, uh, community first. So I started that Facebook group and I started giving a lot of free content and that's always been one of the main pillars of my work is, um, giving people opportunities to get to know me and get to know our community for free. I started teaching a free class every week. And sometimes I'd have like one person come and my mindset was always just to be of service to whoever showed up, like just be in the magic and mystery of like, well, who's going to show up? This is who I never know what's going to happen. And I love that. I love being in that, that space of I I'm committed. So I'm going to show up. And then basically like whoever, is brought to me is who I'm supposed to work with at that moment. So I did a lot of free classes and I, I continue to do that in the sense that I create a lot of free educational content, um, you know, with my YouTube channel, my podcast, um, my social media channels. Um, it's just really about like helping people on their journey, regardless of where they're at, whether they're paying you or they're just a part of your audience. Like, you know, they're not, there's no, there's no money being exchanged. You're just like, I think it's just all about, you have to, you have to definitely be passionate about what you do though. Yeah. You know, like I've never really been in this for the money. It's just always been about, I just do it because I love it. Yeah. I have to. It sounds almost as though, like if we were to break that down into a step, we're starting with adding value, like mm -hmm, out the gate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Add value and, uh, and create a space. Basically it's, I think that was like the first step was create a space for people to come and to get the value. And then it grew into, well, now we're a little community and they get to meet other people and they get to, you know, connect with each other and network. And that was a big, that's always been a big part of my programs too, is a lot of my clients actually became really good friends or they collaborate and they build long-term relationships, which is amazing. Let's talk more about creating that space because I think, again, like if I'm breaking this down, like I think that maybe that's step one is you have to start and create some place for people to come together. Mm -hmm. And as I forget, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier. Maybe it was before recording, but mm -hmm. like, I know I have zero followers or, you know, very, very yeah. few. Yeah. How do you, how do you, I guess, seed that, that first bit of people who are going to ultimately come and become your community? Mm -hmm. Well, you just start showing up as the individual leader. Like that's always something that I, I just done is like, it, it doesn't matter who comes. It just matters that I'm going to show up and lead and share what I'm inspired to share. And then, then, it, you know, it builds itself organically. Um, 
But I think that's why my business expanded a lot when I signed up with Kajabi because Kajabi is a very much a community and it's a, it's like a platform. It's a hub where you can have all these different parts of your business running at the same place. And, um, I, th- I don't know what it was about that moment when I decided, I think it was just the level of commitment when I decided, okay, I'm going to go all in with Kajabi that my business, I think it like quadrupled in that month or something. Wow. I'm not trying to plug Kajabi, but I mean, <laughs> it's just like the reality of what happened. It was like the level of commitment that I had as the individual entrepreneur produced higher results in my business. So if there is a playbook, it's like, first of all, you have to be committed that you're going to do the thing no matter what, no matter who shows up. If you have one person show up, if you have 20 people, it doesn't, the numbers don't matter. You do it because you love it and you're passionate about it. Basically, like you're going to do it regardless of the results type of thing. I think that's like step one. And then step two is just consistency. Like you just keep doing something, you know, and you don't look for the results. You're not like constantly checking your watch. Like, okay, nobody's showing up or, you know, when am I going to hit this many followers? I think that's what really, um, uh, uh, what's the word discourages people because they're constantly looking at their numbers and, and, and that's not, this isn't a linear business. Mm -hmm. It's not like, well, if you do this, you're going to, you're going to absolutely produce this result. It's like, sometimes you're going to produce a result way above and beyond that. So, getting back to the the piece where you're just passionate about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, it definitely makes sense uh, as I apply it or think through some of my own journey uh, as a creator, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, it, when you're looking at the numbers on a minutely basis or even a daily <laughs> basis, like your, your one to two followers that you might attract uh, are maybe even zero from posting a single post on a social mm-hmm. network. Yeah. It could actually act as a discouraging factor. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have anything to share on this topic, but um, I know as you're getting started and as you're sh- consistently showing up, what are, what are some of the motivators that keep you showing up even when the numbers maybe don't show up right out the gate? I love that question. Um, I actually view one individual person as like a a little universe within themselves, because that one person that you're connecting with and that you're touching basically like, okay, this was, this has always been my philosophy. I'm going to show up and I'm going to teach. And if nobody shows up, I'm going to have fun. (laughs) I'm going to have fun teaching. I'm going to hone my craft. I'm craft. I'm going to get better at what I'm doing. I'm going to get better at articulating it. You know, I'm going to prepare myself to study. So, so then if somebody shows up, great. And if it's just one person, it's like, okay, that one person is a universe of connections they're connected to their own multiple networks. Um, they are, and whether they buy or they don't, it doesn't even matter because you're planting a seed in that one person that will multiply. So I guess that's how I've always just managed like expectations around numbers and stuff like that. Because especially in this industry, you see a lot of numbers being thrown around. And if you, if you feel pressure to keep up with those numbers, you can definitely get discouraged. Like, well, I don't have 20. And so that's kind of the premise of, of this, this talk here is that I have grown a six figure business with a tiny audience. And it's because this is of my philosophy and how I view people, you know, I view each individual person as really important and pivotal and like a really, uh, they are a breadcrumb, they're a breadcrumb on, on my journey and I'm a breadcrumb on their journey. And we're just, we just keep connecting the breadcrumbs, you know. Let's talk about uh, just growing that audience um, from a stage of its infancy or, or rather, 
you know, just even monetizing a small audience uh, as I've uh, maybe made some self-deprecating jokes so far, like I have almost no following. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you take that small, small following of people and turn that into something that you can actually build a business around? Okay. Yeah. Well, my, you know, I remember the first uh, month that I hit like the, the famed 10 K month, you know, and, and I only really sold maybe three packages that month, but my packages were a range that could create 10 K. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think if somebody's just starting out, I would suggest, and this is what I suggest to my clients is that they really focus on one-to-one clients. Um, but this is like, you know, this is in the coaching realm. If you're trying to sell a product or something like that. I don't, I can't really speak to that, but as far as like people who are trying to build a coaching business, I do recommend that they start with a one-to-one because it'll create stability, financial stability in their business. And they'll be able to go deeper with those individual people. And then you don't need a big audience to, you know, you need a big audience to sell a $10 product, Mm -hmm. right. And hit $10,000 a month. You need whatever, whatever the numbers are on that. But if you have a, a higher ticket product, you need less people basically. I want to know more about getting those first few coaching clients. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just, just thinking, putting myself in the, in that position going like, how do you, how do you build trust? What are you, mm-hmm. what are you even, or what are you sharing on social media to start building that trust enough for someone to take out their wallet and pay for that high ticket offer? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can you share? Sure. I actually have a method that I, I was taught and I continue to use whenever, uh, if I ever launch something new, but I, I do a process called, um, I start with a beta client. So when I was new to, when I converted and I started online coaching, I started with my first client was a beta client, which what that means is, um, way back then it was actually my hairstylist. And I said, Hey, I'm, I'm trying out this new system. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm coaching in this new realm can we do a trade and you'll do my hair and I'll coach you. So we did three sessions during that trade. I remember. And then it built my confidence. It validated my process. I knew that I could get somebody results. So then I went to my next beta client, which was, it was still lower than I knew I was going to charge, but I was still building my confidence in my process. And so I, I, um, I think what I did was, oh my gosh, (laughs) I posted on social media, like who wants to learn about optimizing your bio or something like that. And somebody raised their hand. And then I had a free 20 minute call with her. And then she said she wanted to start, she wanted to hire me basically. And that was the process. It was like the free call we connected. I actually could help her. I could solve her problem and help her get to her next level. So then she hired me. It was just like a natural organic process. It wasn't like a lot of pressure or anything like that. It was just like, I have a solution and I'm confident enough to offer you the solution. And then she took it. So she was my next client. And then I bumped up to my third client was my, my full price at that time. And then I think I sold like three packages and then I hit my first 10 K month. So by the time, like, I think the whole process was I started, I did my very first beta in late November, December, had my second one, January, uh, had my full price and sold three packages. So there was the the 10K month. 
But the thing that, that really caused me to get the confidence to do this and to sell this and to, you know, have the confidence to show up on social media and share what I, I had was I was also hiring my own coaches, which is a big piece that a lot of people think that they can bypass because I knew what the process was like to invest and take that risk and, you know, take a risk by buying something that I didn't know if it would work or not. So I knew what that experience was like for my clients and it created the confidence within me knowing that if I can do this and I can figure this out, other people can do this when they hire me. So that's kind of how I got my confidence. It was like, at first I had to validate my, my process and my offer and see that it could work. And then at the same time I was investing in my own, my, you know, getting coached for myself and it just kept kind of growing from there. Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like it gave you uh, a level of empathy for your customers by going through that sales process yourself. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was empathy and also integrity. You know, I was selling something that I believed in that I purchased myself, which has always been really important for me. I could never sell something that I don't believe in. And because I had that empathy of like, I knew, I knew the mindset, I knew the different fluctuations that they would experience, the mental fluctuations that they would experience going through the process of making bigger investments in their own self-development. I mean, it's a, it's a whole process. It's not just, you know, you uh, signing up and just giving somebody your credit card. It's actually like, you have to go through this initiation into, do I believe in myself enough to make this commitment? Yeah which is incredible, actually. Like that, that in itself is exhilarating. And when I went through that myself, hiring my own coaches, I knew the benefit that that would give people who were hiring me. Like I just, I, I just had this like deep feeling of this is such a powerful process. Like I'm actually giving people a gift when they hire me. Like I'm giving them this ability to stand up for their self-worth, you know, commit to their, their greatness, step into their next level of abundance. Like, so it's more, it's way, it's way deeper than, uh, just buying things. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said in the beginning, you have to believe in it. You have to really, truly believe in the value that you are providing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't believe in the value that you're providing, because you don't have tangible, you know, results by helping clients, then you just start helping people for free. (laughs) You know I mean? There's always people who want help. So you can always help people for free. And then as your confidence builds, then you can charge and, you know, you charge more and more and more. So as I think about the sequencing of events, uh, did the beta come before you started the creating that communal space that we talked about earlier? The beta came, yes. The beta came, it was November. I think then I opened that specific Facebook group in January. So that's when I started creating a lot of content and I invited a bunch of people into the, into the Facebook group. And it was, I think it had like 50 people mm-hmm. or something. And then I just started doing the free classes. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's an important distinction because what that beta group allowed you to do was, uh, in addition to all of the things that you already mentioned, like you, 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 it kind of gave you a foundation for the type of content that you might share with uh, future followers or uh, group members, yeah. community members, uh, you had something to, to stand on when speaking with them. Yeah, true. And our content constantly evolves. Like the content I create now is it's based on the same values, but I'm maybe talking about different things now. Because you know, as you can to stay in this um, in this industry, you have to grow. 
you have to evolve. You have to invest in yourself and continue to learn. And, um, and so as you do that, what you're talking about changes, who you're talking to changes. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I know that that's one of the things, at least for me, uh, caused me to take forever. I don't even want to say how long to even get started, because I was so worried that something I would do would change. Um, Like I may start off as a I'm not, but like a baseball swing, um, you know, coach, and that might change to fitness coaching, which I also am not. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you navigate the just the change that's going to be involved because every entrepreneur, every creative is going to go through probably several pivots, several iterations in their journey. Yeah. You just have the mindset that you are going to change and grow and evolve and you allow yourself that space and grace. And, you know, um, you take that pressure off yourself of having to be some like the same thing over time, you know, cause I just, I really believe in transformation. And so, I don't think that anything that's living stays the same. Everything is evolving. Everything is in a state of constant change. So in order, you know, to be the person who can hit six figures in your business, you're going to have to change. You know, your bandwidth is going to change. Like your mindset is going to change. Your boundaries will change. Just there's so many things that will um, grow as you grow. So having an offline business, uh, you know, before starting online, uh, how much of that community ultimately ended up or not the community, I guess, but your customer base transferred over to the business that you now run today? Maybe like 20%. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and, uh, coming kind of bringing this all back around for someone who is thinking about starting a, you know, a digital business, an online business, however they may describe it. I want to think back through just the playbook that you used and break it down into just a few key steps. And it sounds like in the beginning, it's starting with those beta beta customers, those beta clients. Uh, can you just walk us through? Um, sure. Yeah. So, um, okay. I think step one is uh, inspiration. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen no matter what. Right. So you have that mindset. And then the next practical thing that I did was I started, uh, looking for beta clients. And then I started investing in my own education more. Then I built my community. And then, uh, within the community, that's when I started doing more free weekly content and opportunities to get to know me. So then people would come into those classes and they would hang out. And sometimes people would be in, I remember this one girl, she was in those classes for like nine months. And I thought, wow, this person is never going to buy. And then she ended up becoming, you know, uh, she invested a lot at the end of the day, you know? So you just never know. It's like, so that would, that would be the, the linear process, I guess. It's like, gotta be inspired. Gotta be passionate about what you're doing. Then know that you're not going to be good right away. So that's kind of why you start with the betas because you're validating. Can I do this? Do I, can I get people results? Is this valuable? Is this what I want to be teaching about? Is this what I want to be talking about? Is this who I want to talk to? All that stuff happens in the beta. And, and honestly, it's not just about just that beta, like those questions get answered and continue, the answers continually change as you grow as an entrepreneur. Cause like I said, you know, who you want to, who you work with changes as you change what you want to be talking about changes as well. So Um, yeah, then, you know, I think I said this, start the community and then start engaging with your community, give them opportunities to get to know you. And, and it just keeps building. (laughs) I I actually do want to talk about even just that last step a little bit more as it 
comes to growing that community, there are different philosophies. Some people say you have to post every day. Some people say, yeah, you know, they all have their recipe. What's what's the recipe for you? Um, I post every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah, I create content every day because I'm constantly inspired. You know, I just walking around here in this, the facility where Kajabi is, it's like I get inspired by looking at things. I get inspired by interactions. Talking to you will probably inspire me to create something later. You know, so I live a life of ins- constant inspiration. So I'm always getting ideas for content. I love that. I, and I, I like how you you break that back down towards that first step of inspiration. Uh, I definitely have noticed myself, the more that you are doing the more inspiration that you have to create. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, this journey happened as a result of also kind of starting my own creative side project. And I noticed I was always struggling to come up with things to, you know, to post on social media until I actually got into and actually started working on it. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Cause then you, you get more ideas. Like, so action is, you got to take action. Without the action, it's just all in theory and you're just recycling ideas in your mind and that gets boring and old. And then you start struggling for ideas like, what should I create content about? But if you just start taking some kind of messy action, and I think that that's a big thing that stops people is they want to be perfect and there is no perfection in this. So it's like, give yourself grace to not be perfect, to show up as your authentic self. And I think that's another big part of my work is being authentic and, um, and just getting to, and to be authentic, you have to get to know yourself. So this is a really a journey of self-discovery as well. Being an entrepreneur, you know, it's, there, there's things I know about myself now that I did not when I started. Yeah. I think what the, what the, what this says to me, a, a lot of us look for inspiration to create action, but action way. inspires inspiration. Yeah. It's, it's move a muscle, change a thought. So you take the action first and then you, then you experience, then your thoughts change, you know, then you get the ideas and you, your vision expands. It's, you can't just sit there in theory. And that's, 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 those are the people that don't make any progress in this industry. You know, they're just sitting there thinking and thinking, and it's like, because they're afraid to take some kind of action because they're afraid to look bad or fail or not be perfect. And it's like, you're not going to be perfect. And so just like, let that go right off the bat, you know, and then you'll attract people that resonate with you that's another big piece of this is like the more you get to know yourself and you, and you just infuse that into your content and what you create, you're going to attract people who are a perfect fit for that. You know, I'm not going to want to attract somebody who wants me to be perfect. So I'm going to, I'm going to show up imperfectly because if I try to project this image of perfection, then I'm going to attract people who expect me to be perfect. And when I fail, they get upset. So it's better if I just, you know, show up as like my, you know, authentic, imperfect self and then people will be like, heck yes, or no way, you know, they'll either lean in or they'll disappear, which is what you want to do when you're creating content. You want to polarize your audience, you know, and that's a big thing people are afraid to do. They're afraid to make people upset and have people unfollow them. And it's like, well, that's, what's actually going to help you grow polarizing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so true. Such a, uh, I, I, I've been on that journey myself of going through the, the nerve wracking thoughts of like, what if I offend someone? Oh yeah. What if you I, will yeah. get used to it? <laughs> it's always going to happen. You'll, you'll offend people just trying to be unoffensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so just embrace it. Yeah. Well, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, and I, I want to kind of bring it back to, uh, where, where specifically in this journey did you, 
identify the need for Kajabi as a part of your technology stack, if you will. Okay, great. Yeah. So I actually found out about Kajabi pretty early um, and I tried to sign up for them, but I just couldn't mentally. I was, you know, when you start your online business, it's like, it's basically like you take this, this giant puzzle of like, 10,000 pieces and you just throw it on the table and you just start putting pieces together, you know, and it doesn't look like anything and it doesn't even look like the picture on the box. It's just, at least you're getting a few pieces together. And that's how it was when I first tried Kajabi. I was in that state of like, I think I had like two pieces together. And so it was too overwhelming for me. So I put it on the shelf and then I revisited it. Um, I think I was like uh, a year and a half in. And that's when I knew, okay, I'm ready for this. And this is the vehicle that's going to take my business to the next level because it does, it gives you everything, everything that you need. You're no longer kind of like grabbing a piece over here and grabbing a piece over here. You know, here's a pay link and here's a contract and, you know, here's the zoom link. It's like everything now becomes, it, it, it streamlines your process and it makes onboarding clients, which is something that you need to consider as you're scaling. If you want to scale your business, you need to create systems to onboard people effortlessly and automate that process, which is what Kajabi helps you to do. You know, I mean, basically how, how easy it is now is somebody gets the link to my program. They sign up, they sign the contract, which is already in the link. Um, and then it immediately automates the system. It triggers the system for them to get into my, my library and my vault, which is where I host my live classes. And that's where all of my past trainings and stuff are. Sorry. I know this is a little TMI, but this is where I like really geek out is on, you know, automating the systems. It's very cool. I love it. I love it. Um, well, for anyone else out there who's maybe considering starting their own online co coaching business, what advice do you have for them? Um, if they're going from zero to one. Okay. I would say, um, you know, do the steps that I just recommended, you know, <laughs> be, get really passionate about it, get committed, um, start hiring coaches, get educated, um, get mentors, you know, sign up for things. Don't be scared to invest. I mean, you're going to make good investments. You're basically like any investment you make is going to be a good investment. Even if it's a crappy program, you know, you're going to learn something, you're going to get some golden nugget out of it. So you have to go in with that investment mindset. Like you have to basically buy your way into rooms with people who know more than you. You don't want to be the big fish in the small pond. You know what I mean? You want to be the tiny fish in a big pond that scares the crap out of you. And you're like, okay, I'm going in this pond no matter what. And then it'll force you to elevate to the next level. So just take action, you know, be yourself, be prepared to be overwhelmed, scared, freaked out all the time. You know, it's just like, that's all normal. You just, you just do it scared, you yeah. know? You can be courageous and scared at the same time. And that's the recipe for success as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's almost there. There isn't courage without fear in a way. Yeah, yeah. Take take the action. Yes. Well, just for our listeners' sake, let's, let's break down your, your playbook into, uh, I guess, a few key steps. I know we kind of went through them um, out of order originally, <laughs> but like one more time for all of us, starting okay. with that beginning. Okay, so step one, be inspired. I'm going to do this, make the commitment, make the commitment. And then, uh, if, I mean, is this like, this is for the person who wants to start working with clients? Yeah. I would say just grab your first beta client and test out your systems and then get your next one and then get your next one and incrementally bump up your prices to, you know, where you feel confident about what you're charging. And, um, and then once, you know, you've maxed out on your one-to-one -one clients, then you consider starting a group program and then, 
you know, you have a small group program and then you can grow into a membership and basically like you're multiplying numbers, but, but that doesn't necessarily, not everybody has to do that. You know, you can just stick with one-to-ones if you want, but if you want to scale, that's a path to scaling. I love it. I love it. Um, well, uh, for anyone who is interested in learning more about you, your coaching, where's the best place to send them? Where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram or you can find me on my website, magicalbossbabe.com. I love it. Well, we'll of course have that information for our listeners in the show notes. Um, but for now, thank you, Meadow, oh for <laughs> again, like taking the time to drive out to Kajabi headquarters uh, and spend some time with us and our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, five minutes. Is, I mean, you must be really close then. Because close. Yeah. <laughs> traffic is crazy around here. I know they can't can't see it right now, but it was at a pretty complete stall, I think, for the, mm. the majority of the morning. It's not Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Hawaii. <laughs> Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you again for listening. Uh, We will look forward to seeing you next time on the Creator Playbook Podcast.